Hey friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings, where we are totally focused on moving you from struggling Etsy sales to consistent cha-chings. Today, we are going to dive into Etsy shipping and what to do when you have shipping problems. And I say when, not if, because it's pretty much inevitable that at some point in your process and your journey as an Etsy seller and setting this shop up and getting sales and then mailing things out, you're going to have some sort of shipping issue. So what happens when that happens? How do you deal with it as a seller and as a business owner that wants to have professional service, but also doesn't wanna get ripped off by scammers on the internet because unfortunately they are out there and they prey on newer Etsy sellers and less experienced Etsy sellers who are more afraid of getting a bad review. (laughs) So that is our topic for today. That's what we're going to dive into. And first I want to read the review of the week. This review is from Jenny at Envelope Please on Etsy. Jenny sells monogram and personalized stationery in her shop. She has adorable stationery with your name or from, you know, you could get it for your teacher, a teacher gift, which that's a great idea for Christmas. I actually think I may use that one myself. And she has some of your favorite teams and all kinds of designs. So envelope, please, on Etsy, check her out. It's adorable. She says, Lauren is so down to earth and explains things thoroughly about running your Etsy business. Love listening to these podcasts weekly while working on orders. It makes the time fly by while I'm making envelopes over and over again. I can totally uh, relate to that monotony. She has covered a wide variety of topics and we are only at episode 20, so I can't wait to see what's new next week. Thank you for passing along your wisdom to help others. Well, thank you, Jenny, for leaving the review and for your sweet words. I love reading those reviews. I love that y'all are out there listening to the podcast. I get the uh, analytics for the podcast weekly from the platform that it's hosted on. So I know how many people are listening. I know how many people are tuning in, but it is so nice for me to actually hear that personal feedback or that sort of personal impact, I guess, that it's having and to put those faces with the idea that there's just like these people out in the world listening to me on this podcast. So thank you again, Jenny, for your sweet words and check out her shop at Envelope please on Etsy, all one word, envelope please, if you are looking for some personalized stationery. All right, so let's dive into our topic of the day. You have a shipping issue, so now what? It is pretty much inevitable that you're gonna have a shipping issue no matter how hard you try to make it perfect. It is just sort of a cost of doing business online And I don't even just mean the cost of like shipping things over again, but the mental cost of having to deal with shipping issues is just a side effect of having an online business. And regardless of how much we love the post office or hate the post office or whatever, in my opinion, they do a great job getting things from point A to point B. 
in all of the thousands and thousands and thousands of packages that I have sent out, I have had very few true postal office issues. And so I feel like nobody can quite be 100%, but they do a good job and they provide that service for a fairly low cost. And we're very lucky in the United States that we have that service that is not so overwhelmingly expensive. But regardless, there are going to be issues they are more frequent or more likely at the holidays. And that is why I wanted to talk about it today as we head into that holiday season and the issues that arise with the holiday season. So my first little tidbit of advice or the first thing sort of like a more broad bit of policy that I would say is a good idea to have in your shop is that you should never guarantee that your item will arrive by a certain time. You should never tell a customer, sure, it will be there by Saturday. I always tell people I can guarantee when I mail it out, but I can't guarantee when you will receive it. There can be delays beyond my control. And I have seen in the past with other sellers, I've never experienced this because I don't promise that to buyers, but I have seen with other sellers that Etsy will, can, I guess I should say, not necessarily will, but can side with them, with the buyer, if they open a case against you and you have promised that it will be there by a certain date, even if it is not your fault. So say you mail something out today and it's supposed to get there two days from now, but it gets delayed in transit and it doesn't show up for 10 days. Well, they had a party that they needed it for this weekend and now it's not gonna be there in time and they don't want it anymore because the party's already passed by the time it gets there. I have seen Etsy take the buyer's side when if you as the seller say, sure, it will be there by Saturday or I can guarantee that it will be there by Saturday or if they email you and they ask or send you a combo and they ask you, will this item be there by Saturday? And you say, yes, it will be there by Saturday. And then it doesn't arrive by then they will hold you responsible for the fact, or they can hold you responsible for the fact that it did not get there in the time frame that you said that it would be there, even if you sent it in the time frame that you said you would, and it was completely beyond your control. As long as you don't promise that, you're not gonna be at fault there because it's not your fault. You know, if I say this item is gonna ship out by Monday and I ship it out on Monday, if it gets delayed in transit, there's nothing that I can do about that, and I fulfilled my end of the bargain. So I think that's very important to keep in mind. I see a lot of sellers, especially newer sellers, fall prey to this. And I have experienced it a lot with Etsy buyers that they really want to almost like kind of, I'm sure they're not doing it purposefully, but almost kind of trap you into guaranteeing it. And I have had people come back and say, like they'll email me and say, is this going to be here by Saturday? And I will say, I should have it in the mail by Monday. Typically, the post office recommends that or they estimate that it will be two to three days in transit since it's sent by priority mail, but I can't guarantee when it will arrive. And they'll say, I'm only going to buy this if it's going to be here by Saturday. Will it be here by Saturday? And at that point, I majorly back off because that is a trouble customer waiting to happen. So just be very cognizant of that and be very aware of how you're wording things in those messages to make sure that you're not guaranteeing that it will be there by a certain date. 
Okay, so there are a few different ways that we can have packaging and shipping problems. The first one would be that the package gets lost in transit. It straight up gets lost. The way that you would know that is that you have the tracking and it sort of shows the item bouncing around back and forth, but it's not really going anywhere. Like it will bounce between one or two distribution centers or it'll be out for delivery and then back not for delivery anymore or whatever. The very first thing that I would recommend that you do in that case is to sign up for text alerts on the USPS website. I will put the link to that page for the text alerts in the show notes this week, but it basically, I don't really know the inner workings of why this works, but I have seen it work where you sign up for the text alerts for the tracking information and it will all of a sudden get that package moving. This can also work if it's just stuck somewhere and it's not moving, but you still see it on the tracking information, it just hasn't moved in a while. The second thing that I would say to do if it's bouncing around but it's not going anywhere is to call the local post office that it's stuck at if you can track it down. Sometimes it's not possible to track it down because it will just say like the location, the the city or the zip code or whatever of where that post office is and it's not really possible to track it down. But I have actually been able to figure out which post office it was supposed to be at or it was at for delivery, but it wasn't going out for delivery and have them look into it because that package came into their post office, but it's not going anywhere or it's going back and forth. The next thing that I would say is to call your local post office that you dropped it off at. See if they can put in an inquiry or if they can look into it. The best thing about having a local post office that you go to and drop packages off versus maybe like a postal carrier that's coming to your house or just dropping them into the bin somewhere is that you develop that relationship with your post office people and they can help you in whatever way that they can. Sometimes there's not anything that they can do. Sometimes they don't have any more information than what you have. But calling your local post office or going in there and talking to them can go a long way into saying, hey, I don't know what's going on with this with this package. It doesn't really seem to be going anywhere. It's either stuck or it's bouncing around um, and it's not really getting to where it's supposed to be. And they can help you in whatever way that they can. They are more likely to be willing to help you than if you call like the 1-800 number for the post office. The next thing that I would do is to tell the customer to be patient, but nicely. Sometimes it can take 30 days to get something somewhere and all things need to be tried before offering a refund or a replacement. Just because the customer is impatient to get the item or because they're annoyed that it's taking so long to get to them does not mean that you're obligated to refund or to replace that item. And that is really where that guarantee or lack of guarantee comes in when they have something that, especially if it is like a personalized item, so if they want to send it back to you, you're, you're not gonna be able to use it for anything. Or if it's a really time sensitive item, you wanna make sure that your bases are covered because things can get delayed. I have sent packages within the United, United States, the continental United States. So like from North Carolina to California, and they've been routed through Puerto Rico. That makes absolutely no sense. There's no reason why it should be routed through Puerto Rico. It obviously was not correct, but for whatever reason it was, and it took over a month to get there. 
That's not my fault as a seller. And I understand, obviously, as the buyer that that's really annoying and it's really annoying that it's taking so long. But it's also not my responsibility as the seller to do anything about it until that package is actually lost, until it either drops off of tracking or it completely stops moving or whatever. There is a time frame for things before you are really obligated to replace it. And I would say that it needs to be at least 30 days. For international orders, I would say at least six weeks. And people get very impatient. I've had people email me after like five or six days for an international order saying that they were really annoyed because the order hadn't arrived yet and they didn't know what was going on and they want me to look into it. And my response is, I'm sorry, there's really nothing that I can do. It's only been five days. It can take up to six weeks. Again, it is really important that you set that expectation for what you're willing to do with issues in your policies and in your communications with your customers, because if at any point you say, sure, I'll get it to you by Friday, you're gonna have problems if that package gets delayed. And sometimes it can be really, really simple deliveries. Like I've had deliveries within my same town that the tracking got screwed up and the package got delayed. And like I could have driven it to the person's house way, way faster than they got it there. The last thing I would say, if you have a package that's bouncing around and it's not going anywhere and it looks like you're pretty much, it's a lost cause, is that you as the seller and as the business owner have to decide at some point what you're gonna do with it. Are you going to make them wait even if it's four or five weeks or six weeks or seven weeks for international orders or whatever? Are you going to continue to make them wait? Are you gonna refund it? Are you gonna send out a replacement? What are you gonna do to take care of this issue? You are obligated to do something if they don't have their package at some point. So I see a lot of, this is one of my Etsy seller pet peeves, but there are a lot of people who will put in their policies the shipping, you know, if it's out of my hands once I drop it off at the post office, I'm not responsible if it doesn't make it to you. You absolutely are responsible and your credit card and Etsy and PayPal and everybody is going to overrule you if you put that in your policies and then a package does not get to the buyer. You are responsible and it is your responsibility as the seller to make sure that their package arrives to them. So you can make them wait. I mean, they do have to wait a reasonable amount of time, but at some point, If that package is not getting to them and either the tracking has completely stopped or it just kind of vanishes into thin air or the post office says that it's lost, sometimes they will just mark it as lost, you are responsible for either refunding or sending out a replacement. At that point, most of the time I will ask people what they want me to do because if it is for a special occasion or a time sensitive thing like a holiday or whatever. Sometimes they would rather just have the replacement or the refund. Sometimes it's easier for me to just give a refund rather than having to deal with it again, especially if it is a an international order where you're getting into international shipping fees and stuff. Sometimes it can just be easier to do it to do a refund. The next potential issue that you may run into with shipping is that the tracking number on the package says that it was delivered, but the customer says that it wasn't delivered. 
So this is something that happens ironically a lot more often if you're a newer seller. So take that for what it's worth. But my recommendation to you as the seller is that you have a sort of set answer that you give to customers who claim that this has happened to them. You can actually go ahead and write it out in a convo and save it as a snippet so that you can have it available anytime somebody emails you and asks you this or tells you this. And I would recommend in that that you include that they should check with other members of their household, they should check with neighbors, they should check with their postal office or their postal carrier, look in places that maybe they wouldn't normally expect their packages to be, like in their garage or their back porch or whatever. Give them things that they should do to walk through before you just go ahead and jump to refunding or replacing. If they say, and this has actually happened to me, we've had problems with our mail being stolen, so I'm pretty sure it was probably stolen. You, in my opinion, now there are people who will go against what I'm saying and they say you should absolutely just replace it, no questions asked, best customer service is to just replace it or refund. I am not somebody that jumps to replacing or refunding. I replace or refund very, very infrequently because I don't just jump to that when they first say that they don't have the package. I think that people should have to do a little bit of work if they say, well, it was probably just stolen off my porch. What I say to them is that they should contact their local law enforcement because postal theft is a federal crime and if they want to get in touch with their police officer or their local police department and file a mail theft report, then they can send me a copy of the police report and I will absolutely replace it or refund it. If they're really having their mail stolen, then they should, you know, file those charges or whatever you want to call that and send me a copy of that police report. I literally have never had anyone send me a copy of a police report or have even said that they're going to file a police report. What they're wanting from you is for you to be like, oh, I'm so sorry your package got stolen. Here you go, let me send you out another one. Whether or not it actually got stolen, you'll never know. Um, but I am not going to do that. If they're not willing to put in the work to sort of track it down or to go through the steps that they need to go to, then they should either get a post office box where they can lock up their mail, or they should get a locked mailbox, or they should file a police report and tell the police that this is going on. It's not my problem that their mail is getting stolen. That's not my fault and it's not my responsibility to fix it. So that sounds really heartless and I guess maybe that's like the jadedness in me that's coming out after having dealt with a lot of people who I would say were probably trying to scam me. But because I am not inexperienced and if they threaten to leave me a bad review, I don't I don't balk and I don't bend to change my policies or to change what I'm doing. They don't really get very far with me. But I know that when I was a newer seller, it was something that was a lot harder for me. And it was harder for me to stand my ground and to say, you know, I'm sorry that your mail is getting stolen, but I'm not going to give you a refund. Um, it was harder for me to do that. I had less confidence, I guess, in my policies as a business owner and also in my ability to bounce back from a bad review if they left a bad review or I don't know I just had less confidence in general to say and 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 less 
confidence in feeling like there really are people out there who are scamming you. Like they got the package, they're enjoying the package, they will post a picture of themselves enjoying what you have sent them on social media and then they'll turn around and tell you that it got stolen off their front porch and they demand a refund. And they'll open a case against you and everything. So those people that come at you really aggressively like that, I would absolutely have your alarm bells going off and really give them a little bit of work. Don't just bend to their initial demand without any sort of questions or anything. And I really think, especially if you are a newer seller, that you kind of have to decide from the get-go, how are you gonna deal with this? What is your policy? Because this one really is up to you as the seller and as the business owner, if the package, if the tracking on the package says that it was delivered, Etsy will side with you, PayPal will side with you, your credit card will side with you if it says it is delivered. So the tracking is marked as delivered, the customer says that it has not arrived, they will side with you. I don't wanna say 100% of the time because I'm sure there are some screwy situations where they don't side with you, but most of the time they will side with you even if the customer opens up a case. They will immediately close it because the package has been delivered. However, as people who receive mail on a daily basis, we can all think of times where, actually, you know what? I can't really think of a time where it was marked as delivered and I straight up did not get it. I have had times where it was marked as delivered and it came like the next day or two days later or whatever, or they stuck it in some weird place. Like I had a delivery man one time stick something in like the corner of the back of my garage. So it took me a little while to find it, but it was actually there. So I think that the times that the pa- the post office actually straight up loses packages is not really that often. And you should be on high alert for people who are claiming that, especially if you're getting quite a few people. But there are times, I can think of one time in particular that I did have a customer who said that the package was marked as delivered and it, it didn't actually arrive to them. I sent them a message back and I said, you know, maybe let's give it a few days to see because sometimes it does come later. You know, maybe they, sometimes they mark it as delivered and it'll show up the next day or whatever. And it never arrived to them according to the customer. But this person had been a longtime customer of mine. They had ordered multiple packages from my shop and they just wanted a replacement for the item, which was monogrammed. And they didn't, they weren't asking for any changes or anything. So in that case, I did remake the set and sent it to the customer because I believed her. She was a longtime customer. This was the first time that this had ever happened and she just wanted a replacement. She didn't want a refund. If it had been a one-off customer or if it had been, and this has actually happened as well, where they're like, um, this one didn't get to me. I want you to send me a replacement, but I'd like to change X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to send you a brand new one with different things on it because you didn't like the first one that you got. So I just think that you need to go into it with a really kind of a hesitation to Um, really jump to replacing it or refunding it. I very, very rarely offer refunds. Um, I normally will just offer to replace it because if they are scamming you, they're less likely to want a replacement, depending on what you sell, I guess. For mine, they're less likely to want a replacement. But again, that is not something that I do often. And I think you kind of have to have your policies in place in your shop and 
you your policies really squared away and sort of mentally wrap your head around how you're planning on dealing with that with that when it becomes an issue in your shop. The next way that I have seen shipping issues go awry is when the package is delivered, but it's completely destroyed. And the customer will say, you know, I got the package today, but it's stained or it's dirty or the package was ripped open and it's all, you know, it's ripped up or whatever. So it is your responsibility in that case to either refund or replace it because Etsy will require you to if they if the buyer opens a case against you, the item didn't arrive as promised because it's dirty and gross and torn up or whatever. However, you want to go through a few steps with your buyer before you just jump to doing this because, again, there are people on the internet who make, there's actually, if you can believe this, Facebook groups that talk about scamming specifically Etsy sellers. Like, I went to X, Y, and Z shop, I ordered this product, here's what I told them, and they replaced it for me for free, or they refunded it for me, and I have the item. Like, these are groups on Facebook. So I am not really somebody who is really quick to be hesitant to believe people. Like, I'm I'm a thousand times, a thousand percent gullible. Like, I will believe almost anything that you tell me. But I have become, I guess, a little bit more jaded as I have gone through the years of selling online because I have seen this happen over and over again and because I've seen it happen less now that I have so many sales. I used to have people all the time asking for refunds. Like, it didn't get here, it's marked as delivered, but I didn't really get it, blah, 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 blah. I hardly ever get those people anymore. And I 100% think it is because they know with established shops, you're very unlikely to cave to their demands or to be intimidated by their demands or anything. With newer shops, they are preying on your inexperience. So that makes me mad as, well, it makes me mad as like a human because it's like not nice. But also as an Etsy coach, because I want you to protect yourself and I want you to take those steps to make sure that you are providing good customer service to the people who really do deserve it and who really do have issues, but that you're not allowing people to take advantage of you. So when somebody tells you their package was destroyed, 100% of the time they should be able to provide pictures of the issue. And if they don't provide any pictures or like... (laughs) I, I had some, this was actually pretty recently, that I had somebody that said that they received the item, but it was all dirty and stained and they wanted a refund because it was all dirty and stained. And I said, okay, um, can you take a picture of the packaging and can you take a picture of the item so that I can see what the issue is? And she said, oh, we threw it all away. I don't have the package and I already took out the trash, so I don't have any... Um, I don't have any ability to take pictures. Now, this package had been delivered, marked as delivered on like a Saturday. And this person emailed me on like a Monday wanting a refund. And they had already thrown the package away, thrown the item away and taken out the trash into the dumpster. Now, could that have been true? Uh, I mean, I guess. But how many times have we bought things, especially things, my, my items are mostly between 30 and 50 or $60. So you buy a 30 or 40 or $50 baby quilt and it arrives stained and you just toss it in the garbage can and don't take any pictures. I don't think that's true. I don't think that that's a real story. Like you're not going to just not have any accountability and not have any 
steps to take to be able to get your money back. So 100%, I did not believe this person. And I just emailed her back and said, I'm sorry, without any pictures, I'm not able to um, do anything about your order. And that was the end of it. I never heard anything back from her. And again, if, if you are a newer seller, it's intimidating to push back to people. And I think that that's what scammers are counting on is that you're not going to push back. But I will tell you from my experience, when you do push back, m- probably 75% of the people never email you back again. You never hear anything back from them ever again. They just push back. You push back again. And that's the end of it. They don't They don't come back at you again. They are looking for like the weakest link. They're looking for the easiest people to scam. So anyway, when you have something that is actually delivered and is actually destroyed, which I have had happen, not super frequently, but not completely infrequently either, it is your responsibility to replace it or to refund it. And so you will need pictures of the issue. You want to look at the pictures see what happened, see what's going on. You know, was it a lack of packaging? Did the packaging get torn up in the sorting machines? Sometimes you can see that like where the sorting machines have torn your mailing envelope or whatever. And it's like greasy. It has these grease stains on it. You can file for a refund with the post office if you have insurance and I believe that you can also get a refund on postage even without insurance. But I haven't ever done that. I haven't ever gone through the steps to do it. My understanding is that if you have, if you do not have insurance, you won't get a refund from the post office, but that they will refund the actual postage costs. So if you paid like $4 for first class mail or whatever, they'll refund the $4. I'm not positive about that. So you'd have to check with your local post office on that. But if you do have secondary insurance, Etsy offers secondary insurance through Shipsurance is the name of the company, then you can file with that secondary insurance. And I actually think that I have heard, I've never tested this out, but I have heard that the Shipsurance will actually refund with the insurance even if it was marked as delivered, but the person says that they did not get it. So if that is something that you are interested in, you can go to Shipsurance and read more about what they have But I also want to make the point that you want to make sure that shipping insurance is financially beneficial to you as the seller. So this is something that's hard for people to wrap their heads around a lot of times because it is emotionally annoying when you have a package that is destroyed and it's kind of like disheartening. Like I spent all this time making it and then the post office just destroyed it. But it is not always financially beneficial to have insurance on your packages. So for example, I would say that probably about one out of every thousand packages that I've sent out is destroyed. Maybe two out of every thousand packages. It's really not that often. Insurance, even at the bare minimum, like the very lowest insurance amount, is about a dollar. So it would cost me about $500 to $1,000 to replace that one to two packages that are actually being destroyed in transit. My items are between $30 and $60. So to pay $500 to, in insurance, not, you know, I'm not paying it, I'm not actually paying $500 to replace it, but that is the cost 
that it's costing me to replace that one package that's being destroyed. So how much is the package actually worth? If you're selling diamond jewelry, it's probably worth it to you. If you're selling monogrammed baby bibs, it's probably not worth it to you. It depends sometimes on your post office and how good they are. We have lived in places before where the post office was not quite as reliable. And then we've lived in places more recently that the post office is really reliable, which is awesome. So it used to happen more often than it happens now for me. Um, But you really have to run those numbers and say, what is it going to cost me to insure this package? And what is, how often am I actually going to get my money back with this insurance? And what is the trade-off for that? If you decide not to purchase insurance, you decide to not have not have that be something that's included in your packages, just make sure that your profit margins are high enough to replace the items that do get lost or damaged without the insurance. So you want to make sure that you're building in a little bit of profit to say, okay, maybe I need to build in 25 cents into every single package because that 25 cents covers, you know, I sell a thousand packages and that 25 cents covers my $250 item. I don't know. Those are like imaginary numbers. And if I had $250 items, I might be more likely to buy insurance. So don't don't take that as like gospel numbers. But you just want to run those numbers on your products and what it's costing you and how often those products are being lost or damaged in the mail. I have sold over 14,000 items on Etsy, and I have probably had less than 30 shipping issues throughout the whole time that I've been selling. And I would say of those 30, I've maybe had five that were unresolved, like the person never got the package or it vanished into thin air or whatever. Most people who are quick to say that the package didn't arrive or it was marked as delivered today, but I didn't get it with some patience and some searching around on their part and asking their family members or asking their post office person or asking their um, neighbors, they're able to find the package. But the key to dealing with shipping issues throughout all of your shop and the time that you're going to spend as a business owner is to have good customer service with people, to be polite and to courteous and courteous to them and to stick to the facts. So I know that I sound kind of heartless when I talk about this and I hope that I'm not scaring people when I'm talking about the scammers because I certainly don't want to be scaring people or to make you feel like it's not worth it. This is like a very small percentage of people in the grand scheme of all the thousands of people that I've dealt with on Etsy. I mean, I can, I literally probably have had less than 20 in almost 15,000 sales that caused problems or, you know, that I thought like, yeah, there's definitely more going on here than just not getting their package. So it is such a small amount of people and I maybe am, maybe I have a bad attitude about it. Maybe I should be more likely or more willing to jump to refunding, but it's a very, very important to me to provide great customer service to those people who are honest, good customers and to just be polite and courteous and stick to the facts with everyone else. If the person leaves a bad review All of those same things still apply. Stick to the situation, state what happened, state the facts of the order, 
you know, if it was marked as delivered and they said they didn't get it, just say that. This this item was marked as delivered. The customer said that they thought it was probably stolen off of their doorstep. Like most of the time, their bad review that they're going to leave in that case is like completely incoherent. Like any any future customer that comes to your shop and reads that review and then reads a polite response that's like held together and makes sense from you is not going to be turned off from your shop just because of this one crazy person that's, you know, slinging mud all over the place, all over your shop. So do not be afraid of a bad review as long as you are providing that good customer service and as long as you are providing the service that you said that you were going to provide and fulfilling the promises that you say that you will be doing in your policies and throughout all of the interactions that you have with your customer. I hope that this has been helpful to you. If you've had shipping issues, if you have shipping questions, come on over and join the Facebook group creativemomboss.com forward slash Facebook If you have questions about a situation that you're like, eh, my alarm bells are going off. I really don't know how to deal with this. I'm, you know, stuck a little bit. Come on over to that Facebook group. We can help you. Sometimes it takes an outside person, an outside perspective to be like, no, this story is super sketchy and you should not be believing that customer. Creativemomboss.com forward slash Facebook. I hope to see you there and I will see you next week right here in the podcast. Bye for now.